1: Go to hellobonafide.com and use code RADIO39 to save 20%. That's hellobonafide.com and code RADIO39.
0: These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Offer valid on subscription only. The Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast Post Game Show is brought to you by Triple Threat Sports, Mariska's in Crest Hill, Chuck's Southern Comforts Cafe, and by Rabid Brewing in Homewood, Illinois, here are your hosts, NBC Chicago's James Naveau and 670 The Scores hockey guy, Jay Zawoski. Let's drop the puck.
2: Welcome in to the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast postgame show. This is Jay Zawoski with you solo tonight. James and I will be back for a full-length podcast Monday afternoon ahead of the Winter Classic, which I am going to. But first things first, the Blackhawks win beating the Colorado Avalanche 3-2 in overtime, uh, a game in which they blew a 2-0 lead, uh, but hung in there. um, I guess you could say probably outplayed the Avalanche for the bulk of the game. The first period was sort of haywire, uh, end-to-end, kind of a lot of scoring chances from both teams. Then the second period, things sort of leveled out until the Hawks started taking some late penalties. Then the third period, another sort of even affair, Um, and, uh, hey, props to Connor Murphy's face for bleeding on the high stick from Gabriel Landeskog. The Hawks get a four-minute power play and convert in overtime. Jonathan Taves uh, picks a puck out of midair, backhands it right to Patrick Kane, who uh, scores his second goal of the game, his third point of the game, and we need to talk about Patrick Kane. I think that over the years, James and I have sort of – I don't know, I think all of us sort of take Patrick Kane for granted, right? We just sort of, well, he's great and we don't even really need to talk about it. He has been absolutely on fire for the Blackhawks. Uh, He is obviously their best player, but when he is playing at a level like this where it seems like he's the best player on the ice for either team and it's not really close, uh, and he's still really doing it only in two to three ends of the ice, but man, is he dangerous whenever he has the puck lately. Uh, It is great to see him uh, putting up the numbers he's putting up, putting together the games he's putting together. uh, And, man, he has looked really good. And his resurgence has sort of gone in sync with the Hawks' resurgence. not that Kane was ever really bad this year, but when he caught fire, that's when things really started to take a turn for the Hawks here. And and they've taken, I believe it's 13 of the last 19 available points. Um, So, you know, after that eight-game losing streak... Uh, James and I have talked about it a little bit. Things starting to turn around. One thing I want to mention in this game, and and while it didn't end up working, something Jeremy Cowden did uh, that I really liked. Second period, the Hawks have a – or no, it's third period. The Hawks have a five-on-three extended power play. They get their first sort of look on this power play. Cowlitton doesn't like the way the Hawks are executing it. Almost, You almost never see this in hockey where a coach calls a timeout um, – when it, it almost every time out in hockey is because the guys on the ice are gassed and he wants to get the best players to catch their breath, all those sort of things. No, what Cowden saw here was a power play that wasn't setting up the way he wanted it to, called timeout, got his players on the bench and corrected it, said, this is what I want. You could see him very animated, almost heated saying, this is what I want you to do, not what you've been doing. Very rare to see the strategic timeout where it's, here's me drawing up a play, uh, you know obviously that happens late in games with the empty net things like that here's the final play of the game here's how we're going to try to tie this or win this that happens all the time but in the situation it was Jeremy Collin just called a timeout realized the enormity of the moment of the five on three wanted to correct things on the fly I really like that that's sort of an outside the box way to do things uh, just another of the things that I've sort of been impressed with Jeremy Cowden and uh, especially lately a um, couple other guys that we should talk about. Alex Dobrinkit continues his point streak. Uh, he has been uh, resurgent as well after a long slump. Started off on fire, then went into a long slump. Now he's back uh, putting up top-line kind of numbers. Uh, I also thought it was interesting that it seemed like the team drawing, the pairing during the toughest matchups were Carl Dahlstrom and Connor Murphy. Uh, they have seemed to earn the reputation, and probably rightfully so, as the Hawks' two best defensive defensemen, they're the ones who, when the star players for the other team are on the ice, they're going to be the ones out there defending. think they did a pretty solid job uh, defending the top line of the Avalanche tonight. You're never going to hold those guys down completely. You've got one of the top scorers. I believe he's the top scorer in the NHL, Miko Rantanen. Uh, he scored a goal tonight on the power play. Um, but really, you know, these are the sort of things you want to see. You know, the Hawks had a nice response to blowing a lead. Uh, Maybe a month ago, if something like that happens, you see the team sort of fall apart and collapse. Not the case tonight. They overcame that, uh, settled things down after the second period. I think it was really important. Forsling took a late penalty in the second period. The Hawks were able to kill that penalty off for that last minute or so of the second. Then as the third period began, they killed that off. And uh, I think that was sort of big because things had started to go towards the end of the second in the favor of the avalanche. And I think the Hawks really needed to sort of stop that uh, avalanche momentum they did and were able to pull it off in overtime. Um another thing bears mentioning tonight. If you saw the intermission, uh, I believe it was the first intermission they talked to Eric Gustafson and asked him about being a left-handed shot playing on the right side. Defensively, that's not typically the side he plays on. Obviously paired up with Duncan Keith tonight and he sort of openly admitted that it's a challenge for him to make that adjustment. If you can imagine a left-handed shot playing along the right wing boards, things that go on your side there are going to be tough to corral. Um, But he, and um, dozens of other reasons, obviously. But um, it's always interesting when I hear a player just say, yes, it's been challenging. Yes, it's something I'm not used to. Just sort of openly say, yeah, it's not something I'm totally comfortable with, but I'm working on it. I'm getting better at it. And, uh, you know, whatever the team needs me to do, I'll do. Uh, I just thought it was interesting that a guy, um, you know, in his sort of role, emerging role, growing role obviously uh I said obviously a lot tonight I'm gonna stop doing that as best I can uh but he's in a growing role to just sort of out, outwardly admit yeah you know this is not something I'm completely comfortable doing um but I am willing to adjust I'm willing to adapt and uh go from there um not all positive uh Jonathan Taves who I think had a decent game overall um lost a lot of key faceoffs in that game uh, several opportunities for him to win big faceoffs to give the Hawks some more power play time uh, or you know just sort of take control of things a little better than they were and uh, he did not win the power plays uh, the, the the key faceoffs that you typically expect Jonathan Tay's to win nothing that's alarming me by any means um, but just something to sort of uh, keep an eye on as things go on uh, he was 48 percent at the face-off dot today solid uh, but not great um and just some key ones that he lost and I also saw this is something I've noticed from him a lot this season is a bit of a short temper with the referees and, and you know as faceoffs were dropped you'd see him sort of argue with the referee now and again and you saw at the end of the first the referee took Taves aside and I don't know if this is what it was about but it seemed like it just sort of saying hey man like cool off we're doing our job here we're not going to do everything perfect and Taves sort of like acknowledging like yeah I need to sort of um, settle things down here whatever I thought it was interesting that you saw Taves uh, kind of react the way he did let's take a look at some of the ice time numbers tonight Hawks leader in ice time Eric Gustafson with 24 minutes and 38 seconds a lot of power play time for him second Jonathan Taves with 23 minutes 54 seconds played Patrick Kane 22:49. uh Duncan Keith 2302 Murphy 2029 and Dahlstrom 1956 Brent Seabrook 1431 You're seeing him get true bottom-pairing minutes and uh, Gustav Forsling pulling up the rear with uh, 13.50, a nice time for the defenseman. Um, Dylan Secura had only nine minutes played. Uh, John Hayden with a team low, uh, 7.39. And I'm still sort of trying to figure out what it is John Hayden does um, that Victor Edsel can't do or someone else just can't really get a look at this point. I, I don't know. I've sort of... Seeing what I need to see from John Hayden from now, I'm not completely writing him off as a prospect in general, but I think that's a guy who, instead of playing you know, less than eight minutes a night, like they did last year, send him down to Rockford, get him some toxic top six minutes, and see if he can get his scoring confidence back a little bit, because, man, is he barely a factor. The one time I noticed him today, he intercepted a puck and took it the other way, and then was just sort of stopped. That was really it. That was like the the one play that John Hayden made that I said, oh, look, there's John Hayden. He is indeed still on the Blackhawks.
0: The three stars of the game are brought to you by our star real estate broker, Michael Elwood of Remax First Service. Serving all your real estate needs in the Chicagoland area. 708-675-1600.
2: Time for the three stars of the game. Number three star, another solid start for Colin Delia. Really liked what I saw from him in goal tonight. Uh, Wasn't outstanding, wasn't standing on his head like he had in his other starts. Uh, Really liked what I saw from Delia though. He stopped 30 of 32 avalanche shots and they talked about it during the uh, second intermission. Should Colin Delia get the start in a winter classic or you just sort of give the, I think Adam Burrish used the term cookie to the veteran interesting response from eddie O when he said uh text me and i'll tell you how i really feel dot 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 but cam Ward should get the start in the winter classic i thought that was interesting uh, i wonder what eddie was trying to say there that he believes delia should get the go he did say that um and correctly that goaltending hasn't really been the hawks problem it's been pretty damn good and cam ward is part of what's part of the good hawks goaltending so it's not like a complete waving of the white flag if if he gets to start in the winter classic but look Cowley and has done everything he needs to do to earn a, another look from the Blackhawks as their uh, starting goalie as long as Corey Crawford's out, and that could be uh, a substantial amount of time. So uh, number two star for me, uh, Alex DeBrinkett scored a goal. Uh, he had seven shots on goal, really an effective player. He had a couple other opportunities. Uh, he could have scored two or three goals tonight easily, Uh, Liked his hustle. I saw him lay a couple hits on some people today as well. So really solid game for Alex DeBrynkit. Patrick Kane, obviously, number one star. Two goals, one assist, uh, four shots. Uh, Just another outstanding performance by Patrick Kane tonight. So that's it. The Hawks win 3-2 in overtime in Colorado. James and I will return Monday with a full-length podcast ahead of the Winter Classic. And I will be at that game I'd like to try to do some post-game, but I just don't know how I can... Like, I can't bring my equipment into the stadium with me, obviously. I just said obviously again. Sorry. Um, I don't know. I think maybe James will do it solo or he'll have to wait till I get home. I don't know. We'll figure that out. But it should be a cool experience. If you're out at the Winter Classic, look for me. I'll be the guy in the hat and gloves and coat because it's going to be like 20 degrees. should be really fun. Um, but I'm looking forward to it, and uh, we'll see you guys out there. Speaking of uh, of events... Don't forget February 24th, our outing with the Chicago Wolves. 20 bucks gets you a ticket to the game, free parking, a hot dog, a soda, a Madhouse Podcast t-shirt, Wolves gear, and a pregame meet-and-greet with a member of the Chicago Wolves brass. Really a great time last year. It sold out last year. It will sell out again this year. So if you want to join us, madhousepod.com slash events. Click on the image on that page, and it will take you to the ticket page uh, to buy those tickets. So, again, 20 bucks. Free 20 bucks gets you a ticket free parking hot dog soda t-shirt wolves gear and much much more it's going to be a great time february 24th at the all-state arena but until then want to thank our sponsors triple threat sports for all your team outfitting needs call chris at 708-478-6090 Marishka's in crest hill family owned and operated since 1933 chuck's southern coverage cafe with locations in burbank and darien visit chuckscafe.com Rabbit Brewing, the time has come for you to drink mythological level craft ales. Visit the Southland Legend Rabbit Brewing in Homewood, Illinois, and Michael Elwood with Remax First Service, our Star Real Estate Agent, 708 675 1600 Call Michael Elwood, find your dream home, and join us February twenty-fourth at the Allstate Arena with for our annual Wolves Outing, madhousepod.com slash events. James and I will talk to you guys on Monday afternoon. Until then, happy new year. Be well. We will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Madhouse Chicago Hockey Podcast Post Game show. It's time for some straight
0: talk. Tax returns could look a little different this year. So when the big carriers start trying to get you to splurge on the latest nonsense, just tune it out. With Straight Talk Wireless, you can get a Samsung Galaxy A51 for just $199. Plus, get our unlimited plan with no contract, On America's best networks for up to 50% less. Tune out the nonsense. Tune into Straight Talk Wireless. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Savings may vary. See straighttalk.com.